welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. Welcome. Karen? Rick? How are you feeling? Um, well, I was just going to tell you, and then I, I wasn't able to because Cheryl said we are going live. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I suddenly just disappear for a minute or two it's because i've hit the dump button and i'm coughing i'll be back when i'm done i'm feeling better i still have a cough um but i think that i should be able to soldier through a show so there you go okay good yeah so we have somebody on the line yes uh chuck gatsky are you there sir hello 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 it's chuck the bacon saver gatsky Is that my new name? The Bacon Saver. I like you that. You saved bacon my saver. bacon last week. That's right. Well, yeah, and I had a discussion <laughs> with Cheryl, too. I don't want to be the little sister show anymore. She said it was okay if I was the little brother show. So. Yep. The big brother show? No, the little brother show. No, no, no. The you're brother. the big brother. You're the oldest the one brother. out of all of us. You can be the big brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to come by and say thanks for you know entrusting me with your show for two hours. And then, of course, I went into my show for another hour. And that was a really long evening. Yeah, except for Chuck, I got to tell you something. Hmm. You left the damn toilet seat up. What did we talk about? I yeah. am so sorry. And Chuck, you're a married man. You should know better. You know, I you know. go in there, it's dark, you don't turn on the light, and splash. That's why you put the seat down. Yep. Well, see, it keeps you awake. It's like cold, and you go, woo, and then you're, you know, <laughs> you're good. Because <laughs> well, I know, I, you know. I appreciate that you, that you, took over for me at, at on pretty short notice last week because Rick was out of town, as you know, uh, doing yeah, he, Groundhog Day things. W- and, were you uh, catching groundhogs? Is that what you were doing? Catching, oh, my God. Chasing down groundhogs or what? No, okay. It, um, Woodstock is is very close to where we live. And mm-hmm. as you know, a lot of people know, Woodstock is is where the movie, uh, the, the brilliant and hilarious uh, Bill Murray movie, Groundhog's Day, was filmed. One of my favorite mm-hmm. all-time movies, yeah. Oh, yes. love it. And uh, every year they do like the Groundhog Festival. Well, last year, well, last week we went there because they were supposed to do like the uh, the Groundhog Awakening ritual or whatever the hell it is. And um, we got there about, you know, about an hour before it's supposed to start. And we're walking around and it's like, wow, this seems really just quiet here for this. And, you know, according to their website, the Groundhog Awakening was supposed to happen. And, uh, you know, it was supposed to happen at 630 and everything was supposed to be great, but just nobody was there, which is strange because, you know, Groundhog's Day is a huge part of this town's economy and they really put a lot of, you know, thought and effort into making this festival happen. So Mm -hmm. we go into the, you know, the allegedly very haunted um, uh, what's Stock Opera House, which, you know, unfortunately, I will say is not haunted, but it was a rumor that was started by Orson Welles back in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, and we see yeah. a, big, a big, yeah, sorry, guys, a big sign that says, Groundhog Awakening Canceled. And they canceled, they canceled it. They canceled it. Why don't you click Groundhog on our website? No, they didn't cancel Groundhog Day. They canceled oh. the Awakening because oh. they thought that we were supposed to get a lot of weather. 
you know, and as everybody, and you know, Chuck, I mean, we've got like, what, 60 inches of snow yeah. here in the yeah, Chicagoland so, area. Yeah, now, exactly. it's exactly, and it's really funny, too, because um, uh, Elaine Davidson from Whoopi, she posts on her, oh, nine inches, and that's it, we're done. And I wrote on her, you know, her Facebook page, I'm like, that's cute. We got 60 inches here so far. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys are just much tougher in Chicago than we are here. It's snowing here right, right now, and my child is down at the high school in his little convertible, and I'm actually a little worried about him driving up the hill, but he wouldn't take my four-wheel drive, so if he has mm-hmm. to hike up the hill, screw him. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, her, and I know, you were, I know you were sick, too, Karen, so I'm glad you're feeling uh, yeah. better. Less the, I know you're still kind of coughing your brains out somewhat. So. I am coughing my brains out a little bit, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I'm, like I say, I'm doing... I'm doing so much better. I have never been so sick in my life. It, I know you were telling yeah, me you've passed like everything possibly out of your body. So I mean, I well, that's I. So I was sick. Rick doesn't even know this. So I was sick for like two weeks, and then no, last that. Wednesday I was no, no, you don't know the rest. Oh, last okay. Wednesday I was starting to feel better, and I went to bed early because I was kind of tired, and I got a kidney stone. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, oh. I know, I know, and all the coughing I've done, I have, like, anything that could be popped out of place from coughing is, seriously, anything, my ribs are out, I gave myself a hernia from coughing, and Mm -hmm. a few other things as well, so yeah, it's been awesome. I just, I don't get sick, it's the weirdest thing, Jamie and Theo, they'll get the flu, and they'll have it for like a week, I might have it for three hours, I throw up. I feel fine. I feel better. Yeah, I just don't that get way sick. Too, but this time, sicker, sicker than a dog. So, yeah. hey, while I've got you both on the line, Chuck, I know your wife has cooked you a meal and you want to go eat it. Yes, but while please. I've got you both on the line, I'd like to point out to you that the Seattle Seahawks are the Super Bowl champions. And if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I said that don't they care. weren't even going to win. They weren't even going to win the the champion, the AFL championship or NFL championship, whatever you know. Mm-hmm. The uh, that they weren't even going to make it to the Super Bowl and I'd just like to say now that I was wrong. Wow. And it was wow. kind of my own personal Groundhog's Day because it when they won that game it was like the groundhog came up and saw its shadow and there was going to be six more weeks of winter. Although in my case it was going to t- be two damn more weeks of football. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, well, you know, there's no and and I mean I've I've you know, I don't like football that much, but I am from Seattle yeah. and good for the Seahawks and all mm-hmm. of that. But then they won the, the Super Bowl, and I thought, oh, God, it's going to be another several weeks of football. And let me tell you, it is. Oh, yeah, you guys got to be talking about it, like, on every channel and oh, uh, yeah. running, running the streets and all yeah, that Yeah, but oh, they yeah. didn't just win. They oh, won no. big. I mean, they, they, won, like, they won huge. It was actually oh, yeah. not a great game to watch if you weren't a Seahawks fan because mm-hmm. they just just destroyed them. Denver. Yeah, they slaughtered them, yeah. Oh, Denver just, but you know what? That's what happens in the Super Bowl. The uh, the underdog always takes it and takes it big. They mm-hmm. did. They abs- and and I will tell you that the city and the state is just thrilled. Tanner had a big parade no yesterday, and Tanner said, and and now we mind you, we live two hours south of Seattle, and Tanner went to school, and a bunch of kids were not at school. They were up at the big parade. There were almost a million people up at this celebration for the Seahawks yesterday. So, 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was like that back in 1985. Oh, yeah. Or was that 86, rather? Excuse me. Yeah, the Bears. The <laughs> uh, Bears. Well, you know, this is big because of the last major. I mean, so the, what they're saying on the sports channels is the last major championship that Seattle won was in 1979 when the Sonics won. And yep, that 79. is not absolutely not true. The the Seattle um, the women's basketball team, professional basketball team, has won. Mm. The women's yeah. basketball team? Yeah, the Seattle um, Storm. Oh, I, I didn't even know they had an NWA and 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 yeah WNBA and and quite a good one. But okay. you know, women don't count. So there you go. <laughs> no, you know what, Chuck and I no, were not even not thinking true. anything like that. No, but, no, but when they've been saying Seattle men. hasn't won any major championships, they're kind of wrong. I mean, come on, you're a and woman. And Seattle have it. I mean, you're a woman. You're tough. You just you just shot stuff out of your body. You had a slight hernia. You kicked out a stone. I mean, come on, Karen. I yeah, the fact that I am here is a miracle. So yes. Cheryl just said that we need to let Chuck go eat his dinner, promo our guest, and go to break. <laughs> okay, so, thank you. Yeah, so Chuck, thank you for coming on. Guys, stick around for Chuck's show after ours because he's going to be doing playing a pre-recorded interview with Rob Demarest. So that'll be really cool. SOB. I know. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. I'll talk to you (laughs) later. All right, thanks, Chuck. All right, bye-bye. Promo, Rick. Always fun to have Chuck on. So tonight we are going to be talking to Nate Raiderman. Nate Raiderman is the founder of Tri-City Research and Investigation of the Paranormal. And uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of great stuff with him because he's got a lot of neat stuff. Him and his uh, group have a lot of neat stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. So here's what we'll do. We'll go to break. Um, my dog is in the kitchen digging in her water bowl because apparently it's empty and she wants me to know it and I'm not responding quickly enough. So she's going <laughs> to throw it at me soon. So we'll go to break. I will fill my dog's water bowl. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Nate. So stick around, everybody. It's Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit dancingwiththeafterlife.com. Thank you. It's Karen Frazier. I'm here with my co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, Rick Hale. Hi, everyone. 
We invite you to join Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network to explore the unexplained every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific and other times in the flyover states. <laughs> Each week we talk with investigators in the field, researchers, authors, and experts about topics that include paranormal investigation, ufology, cryptozoology, and spirituality. So please join us each Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for Paranormal Talk with great guests right here on HazyRadioNetwork.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. This is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at HazyRadio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Joining us tonight is Nate Raiderman. Nate Raiderman is the founder and lead investigator of Tri-City Research and Investigation of the Paranormal. Nate, thank you for joining us and welcome to the Underground. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. So, Nate, I, I watched you today on um, my ghost story. So did I. Yeah. So was this the genesis of, of the paranormal group by any chance? Yes, this is kind of what started the whole my whole team, and it's just taken off from there. So. All right, so, so tell me about the house. Well, the house, it was, it's not that old of a house, to be honest. It was uh, built in Hastings, Nebraska in 58, and uh, the owner passed away in the home. And, uh, you know, when I first moved in, there was so much activity that was happening. And even actually looking at the home with the realtors, there was uh, footsteps that we, that we heard upstairs. And, you know, even the realtor went out and looked, and there was nobody there, And um, which, you know, at that time didn't obviously stop me from buying the house. Well, so and, I, I want to I stop you there because I, I want to ask okay. you about this. So I recently was sick in bed for like a couple of weeks, and I watched several of my ghost stories. And there's something that I found in many of the stories that just amazes me. And so yours, you said, I, I understand with yours, you said, well, we heard the footsteps, but I, I'm, I wasn't a believer. And so I didn't think anything of it. But a lot of times what I notice on my ghost story is people say, so I went into the house and I felt like this really weird, freaky sensation and I really didn't like the house. So I bought the house. Now, I just have to wonder how one gets from weird, freaky to, so I bought the house. Well, it, I mean, it was, it's not that I didn't believe. I mean, I was more of a, I guess I was more 50-50 on the deal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had experiences growing up, but I always thought, you know, was that where I really seen or was it not? So then, you know, like I said, when I went into the house, um, I guess I didn't think, you know, to be honest, I didn't really think much of it. And I just figured it was settling or something sure. else. And then right. when, you know, even when the realtor went to look, he was just like, oh, it was, there was nobody here, and he goes, that was kind of strange. I mean, all of us heard it at the same time, but, and I mean, it, it sounded like footsteps, but, of course, I, you know, first thing I thought, oh, it's just probably the house settling, you know. Sure. Needs some updating mm-hmm. to it. And, Do you think the realtor knew? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Um, it's, it's possible. I think a lot of the realtors out there, um, I mean, well, now I know some realtors that live in other cities, uh, in Nebraska that have uh, came forward and actually told me that, you know, well, we're showing this house, but you should come here and investigate because there's a lot of activity, but yet they don't tell anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. See, but I here's... Know in in, some, I know in some states they have to, it's, I think it's even required now that it's... In some states, it is a stig- if it's, it's considered a stigmatized property. I think there's mm-hmm. only like two or three states in the country, because I just wrote an article on this about a year ago, and it was very few states where the house being haunted was a stigmatized property. But yeah, so really you get calls from realtors who say, hey, we're selling this haunted house, come investigate it, but then they don't tell the people who are buying it. 
Yeah, yeah, they're, they'll <laughs> contact us and they'll be like, oh, there's a, so much activity and then can you guys come in here? The homeowner asks, you know, you guys are welcome to come in and then we go in there and we get all these, get all this activity and then it sells like a couple weeks later and, and then when you talk to the realtor, I remember talking to this one guy and he, I was like, did you tell him about what we found? And they're like, nope, they'll, they'll find out on their own. Uh, oh. oh, that to me yeah. that feels like knew, such a violation of ethics. <laughs> it's like if yeah. they would have known, they might not have bought it. Well, so if you guys had have known, would you have bought it? Um, to be honest, probably not. I mean, I probably would have bought it still, just because. Um, I mean, look, look, I mean, look where I'm at today. I mean, I like everything yeah. that it's. Where it, where it put me now. Um, yeah, it happened for a reason, but, sure. Um, so, yeah, I would probably say I probably still would have bought it. Yeah. Well, okay. Even, does even your, does your wife feel the same way? Now. What's that? What's that? I wanted to know if your wife felt the same way. Um, no, she she would, she's already said she wouldn't have bought it. So okay. Interesting. You know, what? watching the watching the clip, um, we don't really get the cable... Um, you know, a, a lot of the cable channels. So I really don't get a chance to see a lot of the television shows. But your story, from what I have seen from my ghost story, is it, it seems like you were dealing with something that was very benign in nature. Um, most of the time, it seems like on my ghost story that they that they showcase things that are they're pretty much out to get you. Oh yeah, this whatever or the, the person that's there is definitely, they definitely let you know, and they they uh, play all kinds of more or less jokes on you, or tricks is what you want, be a good word for it, and sure. um, yeah, I mean, there's so much activity that's happened over the years that, I mean, some of it is just crazy, and I mean, I have so much video footage, even from the clip, I mean, they couldn't mm. put half of the, the stuff in there, they just kind of picked a few things out and said, here, we're going to show this to the world, and mm-hmm. that was it. But Well, how long have you lived there? I've lived there since, oh, wow, it's been one, about four, four years now? Four years. Four years. Yeah. And, and I noticed that you mentioned on the show that you actually, you guys actually tried to sell the house. So when you were trying to sell the house, were you disclosing to buyers, hey, this place is haunted? Yeah, we actually did tell um, the realtor that we, that we were working with that there is activity in the home. So that way, because, you know, people are always like, well, why are they going to sell it? You know, cause we, we spent a lot of money inside of it and, you know, did a lot of rework, sure. you know, fixing yeah. things up over the years. And and um, they were like, well, it's really nice. Why, why do they want to sell it? And then that's when they told them, well, then, of course, nobody bought the house. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's still mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's like you know a nerd like me. If I were to have somebody say, "Oh, hey, my house is haunted," you might not want to buy it. I'm going to be like, "Are you kidding me? Forget that it has a basement and a sweet garage. That's the selling point for me." Yeah, well, and I mean, I'm, I, we've had offers now since it's been on TV, but now I don't want to sell it. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I guess personally, I don't want to sell it, but I know my wife does. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So does your wife do the paranormal investigating with you, or is she? did she kind of go in a different direction than you did with that? Um, she still does um, here and there, but she's more 
um, kind of busy with the kids and stuff now, so she doesn't really do a whole lot of the investigating. Yeah. But, but yeah, she believes, and she's, you know, just from all the, the stuff there, plus she's had experiences growing up, too, so... Well, I have to tell you that I hope that one of the EVPs that we have to play tonight, because I know you have some EVPs with you, is the one from the My Ghost Story, because it was a really good Class A EVP. When you guys heard that, it must have just knocked your socks off. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's one of the EVPs you have. And, Great. Uh, yeah. I, well, we, and it, it actually, we just we went downstairs. I'll just kind of talk a little bit about it real quick. I just went downstairs and... Because we, we had the smoke alarm that kept falling, and it's one of those ones that you twist and lock into place, and it was in the rafters. Right. Well, that right. kept falling, and then the batteries would always be chirping that they're dead. Well, then um, we went down there, and we took the audio recorder down there, and just started asking some questions. We were down there maybe 20 minutes, and we're like, okay, well, you know, it's getting late. Let's just go to bed. And then that's when... We decided to listen to the audio real quick, and we heard that we were sitting at the kitchen table, and we heard the voice come across there, and we got that clip, and it was like, whoa. And my yeah. wife was like, we're out of here. So she, I, mean, I don't think she even grabbed her coat. She was just, she's like, let's go, and we left. <laughs> I wanted to go back downstairs, but yeah, with more equipment, but she ended up leaving, and it was like, we're leaving, so... Yes. Cheryl, do you happen to have that EVP queued up so that we can, since you know we're I, talking about it now? I do. It's, it's I, impressive. It's, it's yeah. Amazing. It's it's one of the it's it's one of the better EVPs I've ever heard. Yeah. Um. I. It is impressive because I, when I watched my the mo, your my ghost story um, segment, Nate, you could hear it quite clearly. Now, unfortunately, when I played it earlier on my computer, it was really hard to hear. It was really oh low, so just well. Let's give it a try. Try and yeah, maybe turn up your headphones and um, and listen. But um, let me uh, scroll down and, and find it. Here it is. All right, make sure I have the volume up, and here we go. Was that a warning today for us? Hmm. I can hear it, boy. That's I mean. That's a yeah. long sentence. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it actually it it continued on, but unfortunately, yeah. we were right by the furnace where the, where that smoke alarm is, and the furnace yeah. kicked on, and Uh-oh. you could not make out what else it was saying. And I mean, it went on for a while, but you could just hear it. But it's like, what is that? So, unfortunately, if the furnace wouldn't kicked on, probably would have had a lot more than just that. Yeah, so you yeah. say, are you trying to warn us? And the EVP says... It sounds like it's saying more toward a haunting, which is kind of creepy. Because, I mean, it's a, it kind of goes with all the things and everything. But, I mean... The, the guy's it, just letting clear. you know he's haunting you. <laughs> yeah, which is, out of all things, it's like, would you say... Why would you say, you know, more toward a haunting? It's like, would you just say something else rather than that? But... Wow. It was just, I didn't expect to hear what I heard, and then, um, you know, and then that's when we started doing the research on the home, and then um, we even played the clip, that audio clip, to neighbors that knew the knew the past owners. Yeah. And uh, four of the neighbors actually swear that that sounds like his voice. That's but, his voice. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're like, when they heard it, they're just like, oh my gosh, that's Glenn. And I was like... So he's just deliberately uh, haunting his old house. So... Uh, Whether or not that's true, I mean, I don't know, but it's definitely somebody's there. Cheryl, do you want to play it again one more time? Yeah, let's do that. Was that a warning today for us? Yeah. yeah, so I actually hear, he says, before it says more towards the haunting, sounds like he says, hey, guys. Yeah, I got that too, Karen. I actually heard that. There's there's a couple syllables before he says it's more towards the haunting. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's definitely something there. Well, it's a pretty interactive EBP, and it's it's a pretty clear one. <laughs> yeah, I was just glad to, to capture it, and it helped answer a lot of questions, that's for sure. Yeah. Is that the first EVP you ever captured? Um, yes, it was. Makes it it's kind that of addicting works. when you get a good one like that, isn't it? Oh, it is. And then <laughs> there's been tons more since then in that house. Oh, wow. It, it just seems to me like it's uh, it's just a dude that's hanging out. And, I mean, that's well, really what you kind of get for the most part when you do investigations, just somebody that's hanging out. It just sounds like somebody that's hanging out in your house. See, now, here's the, here's the creepy part, is, like, you'll take a recorder, and you'll set one upstairs, and you'll set one downstairs. Well, the mm-hmm. one upstairs will record for, say, 15 minutes, and then it'll shut, it'll just stop. And then the yeah. one downstairs will record for 20 minutes, and then when you review them, you hear footsteps, and you hear heavy breathing. And yet, you're not even home, because, you know, you set them up before you left, and just let them run. And right. then when you come back to check them, thinking you have, like, hours of audio, well, here you only have a few minutes. And it's like, well, who's breathing in the recorders, and why is it shutting off? And I mean, there's plenty of battery power left. It's like, that's, you know, that's even what's even more creepy about it. And it's it, it happens all the time. I mean, audio and battery, battery drains and all kinds of stuff happens. It's, it's insane. So I want to talk about what happened to your wife in the shower, because to tell you the truth, that might be the reason that I wouldn't want to stay in the house if I were your wife. Well, she went in one day to take a shower, and I was we have a little bar area that's kind of outside the door, basically down the hall a little bit into our kitchen, and I was like on my laptop or, or something, and um, all of a sudden she just said, ow, and then like screamed, and she said that, I heard something, because I thought she fell in the tub, to be honest, and here it was actually, she said that something ran in there, and she actually, like, it actually hit her, and then that, she, because she even said the shower curtain moved and everything, and it was like, what the heck, what, you know, what was that? But my first thought was, is, you know, she fell, I was like, is she all right? And she told me yeah. that, and I it would be the fact that it, that it, the fact that he was in the shower with me would be what what would bother me. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> See, but it's like when I'm when I was watching it, I'm thinking to myself, it's like that sounds like something that a little kid would do. You know, like there's been times when I've been in the shower and my little guy will come in and he'll be like, "Hey, daddy, what are you doing?" Or he'll do something to get my attention. And it uh, to me, it almost seemed like that's that, that was like just a you know like something a child would do. Yeah, that's, that's true. Hmm. You know, so speaking of children, how, how do you, 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 you have kids, correct? Yes, I do. 
how do the how, how do your how do your children think of, about this um you know that they're they're sharing their house with an unseen roommate well uh my son who who you've seen in the episode um he's um it was adorable by moved. the way yeah <laughs> oh thank you um we told uh he came out um this was actually right after we were you know started filming for the the episode and we're telling him about it um he came and told us that there was a guy one night or the like the night before i believe standing in his room and and we're like well you know my first thought was is okay you know did someone try and break in is there somebody actually in there that i don't know about so you know i went in searched the whole room no, nobody there i was like so then we just asked him, was like, well, who was the guy you've seen? And he's like, well, there was a guy standing in the corner, and he needs Band-Aids. And I was like, what do you mean he needs Band-Aids? And he's, she's, he's like, he has alleys all over his face. Hmm. And, I mean, you know, what do you what do you say or what do you do, I mean, when you can't see anybody? Right. Right. Um, and then, I mean, I mean, it's been, there's been toys that will go roll into them or toys will turn on and, uh, you know, stuff gets moved all the time, and so I know. And I mean, uh, my other kids have also said that they've seen somebody. Um, my six-year-old, uh, she's also said that one night I, you know, put her into bed and and stuff, and then uh, she came out just crying, and she's like, "I seen a guy in my in the corner," and she starts describing this guy to me, and it looks just like the figure I seen, and several of my friends and oh you've seen him oh yeah i've seen him and i i plain as day i have a perfect description of him and then what's even more creepy is when i actually contacted the family and started talking with family and they started showing me photos is that's kind of similar to what he would what he would wear and basically they're almost a spot on uh exact image of the person and that's what's really crazy about it is because you know, when I first seen it, I told my wife, and she's like, oh, you know, whatever, you know, I, di- I didn't see him. Well, then, you know, several months go by, and then she ends up actually seeing him, and then we, you know, we tell, like, our parents, and then they were like, oh, whatever, and then they oh, were like, well, here, come here and stay a few nights and see what you, what you experienced. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they stayed several times, and then finally, you know, the family members started seeing the same figure we've seen, and... And it's it, and usually when they see him, they're always and everybody's always said that when they see him, you're it's when you're sleeping and then you wake up because you hear somebody whisper by you and they're like right there. I mean, and your first thought is, you know, you're ready to defend yourself because you're thinking somebody's in your house and and they just disappear. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the only time you see him, and it it, it varies at times. I mean. Some family members and friends have said they've seen them at 2 in the morning or it could be 4 in the morning or it could be 10 o'clock at night. I mean, it just kind of depends. And, and it's not all the time. It could be several months before, you know, he decided to show himself again. Now, why do you think that is? I, I oftentimes hear that, and I have my own theories concerning that, but, but why do you think that is, Nate? Well, personally, I, I think the reason why is because at the time, I was doing all this remodeling in the house. I mean, I redid the whole basement. I redid basically a lot of the stuff upstairs, and then that's kind of within that whole time frame is when, you know, the activity was really strong, and 
you know, he was basically showing himself. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, he didn't like it, that, you know, his stuff was getting changed, and he's used to it a certain way. Right. And here I'm ripping out walls and whatnot. But, I mean, that's that's kind of what I think. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's many other ways that, you know, it could be. I mean, which way is the, you know, the right way or right reason. Yeah. Yeah, I personally, I always thought it was uh, one 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 of my big theories is is because they are taking that time to watch and get to know you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about Trip Paranormal. How did that come about? Um, were these people the the uh, the uh, members of the group? Were they were they longtime friends or were they just people that that uh, you know you met and had a similar interest? Um, some of them. Uh are friends that I've known. Um, a couple of them are, and other ones are just new members that have, you know, joined, you know, joined on the team over the years and, uh, and, you know, show the same interests and, and whatnot. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. I was muted. I'm sorry. I was texting with my child because, you know, it's snowing and he was telling me when he's coming home. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, that's, Anyway, so, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I thought you had a question or something. Well, I did, but now I forgot. Okay. Um, <laughs> so now, here's another thing that really interests me uh, about you, Nate, is, is that uh, you and I, we were chatting a little bit through Facebook a couple of days ago, and you laid it on me that you have a, uh, a television project in the works, correct? Ooh. I do. I have a, a network, or actually three different networks, uh, possibly in the works, so... Well, fingers are crossed. Hopefully, it'll it'll go through and uh, everything will work out as as planned. I hope. Sure. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the project, or are you not allowed to? Um, well, it's just basically um, what they're going to do is uh, more or less just do what our team does. You know, investigating. Um, there's a lot of different stuff. You know, that we're going to do. I can't go into a lot of details, but. Um, you know, a lot of certain locations that you don't see on TV now mm -hmm. um, that we will be doing and also um, allowing the public to actually come in also and be involved. Oh, cool. Okay. Like, well, like something so many, a little different. Like, yeah, something different. Like, actually, I mean, there is not, I mean, there, let's say one investigation we might allow, you know, depending on the size of the building. I mean, like, we just investigated a... 3,000 square foot building, or sorry, 300,000 square foot building. It's an air and space museum last weekend. And we, we actually sold or brought, um, uh, we had tickets available and we brought 30 people with us to come along with us and actually investigate and witness for themselves. And that's kind of what we've been doing. And also, I mean, some like local homes might be, we might allow two people to come along just to kind of witness for themselves and see what they what they experience and so it's kind of a different different take on it. So that way, the skeptics that are out there and they want to actually witness it for themselves, they're welcome to, to come along. Yeah. See, now I do find that interesting because in most um, you know ghost hunting shows, it, it it seems like they don't want people there. They just they want to you know walk around and do their own thing. But uh, you know, from, but you know, having people come along like that, it's um, you know, it just seems to add more energy into the air for the spirit to manifest. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then I mean, who knows? I mean, if you the also you got to look at it as too is um, if you go to somebody's house and or go to some place and you're talking with them and you know you always see on TV some of these other shows they they do a lot of tormenting and provoking. Well, yeah, yeah. If I if I was a spirit or a ghost personally, if somebody was tormenting or provoking me, I probably would not want to talk to them. Well, I would else, probably react the same more. way I would as a living person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, that too. Yeah, you could be like, well, hey, you know, get out of here, you know, <laughs> or say whatever you want to say. I'd probably <laughs> drop a few F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But yeah, it- it it just it it just seems incredibly disrespectful. I mean, I know that I'm if I'm sitting in my front room, drinking a beer and watching a Cubs game, and all of a sudden a bunch of people run in, you know, telling me to either get out or show myself. I'm going to be like, who the hell are you people, and why are you in my home? So it really does come as no surprise when a spirit does decide to fight back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I, that's what we always do is we always treat them as if they're still still there and still living because for one they might not even know that they've passed on so mm-hmm. we just always treat them with respect and as if you know we're right there and as if they're right there in person talking to them right yeah it's um it's it definitely was a, a real problem for a while um you know karen and i were old hats at this and uh i remember watching for the He's very first old. No, you know what I mean. I remember watching for the very first time when there was like this provoking going on and I'm and I'm see my wife doesn't like watching the shows with me because I'm extremely critical to the point where I feel like throwing things at the television. And um you know, it's just watching this is like how dare somebody go into somebody's home and just start berating them like that. So, you know, good for you that you guys take that kind of approach. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's that's the only way I, I like to do it, just because, it's, well, one, it's professional, and, mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't want to go into somebody's home or business and sit there and, I mean, you could be talking to a past family member, and, you know, that's why they called you, and you don't want to be sitting there provoking and being disrespectful. So. Exactly. Right. Definitely. You know, and I was... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I am. My son is texting me while I'm having this conversation with you, and I have to apologize. It's snowing, and he's trying to figure out where to park his car and hike up the hill. And I'm sorry. So it's, you guys carry on without me for a minute while I I take care of my child. Oh, that's okay, right? We're, we're both parents, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, with with bringing the people along too. Um, what I find real interesting is is that you could bring along somebody who has a psychic gift of some kind. And they could, you know, would you have a problem with somebody saying, hey, you know, look, I have a gift of, of, of sorts, and do you have a problem with me using it? Do you, would you have a problem with that? Um, I guess I don't know. I don't, I've never really, to be honest, I've never really met anybody that, that has said that they've, you know, had that capability. So, I mean, sure. I guess I would be open to, to listen and see what they, you know, what they had to say and if we couldn't get some sort of activity or something to happen based off of what they're telling. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I just have to say I'd be open. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that, you know, you got to keep an open mind about. Um, so, now, when you do most of these, do you, it's pre- pretty much near home in uh, Nebraska, correct? 
uh, Nebraska and surrounding surrounding states. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back in May, my wife and I and our son we uh, drove out to Colorado and we stayed in um, in Lincoln. And it's you know, it's a lot of open space out there in Nebraska. So I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of places where you can go and um, you know do investigations. Let's talk about some of the you know the more of the haunted places that you guys have done investigations um, at. Um, you know, I'm here. For, I'm here in Illinois, and we have a ton of uh, haunted places that we that you know we can look into. What are some of the more haunted places that you've come across in uh, near your home in Nebraska? Um, well, we've investigated uh, Nebraska State Capitol. We actually got a letter from the governor um, asking us to investigate it. Um, if you have Google, if you have, I mean, you can Google just type in Nebraska State Capitol. It's huge. Sure. Um, so that was, you know, that was a great experience there. There was a lot of history to it. Um, back years and years ago, they used to have inmates put Christmas lights on the very top dome of it, which is like 15 stories up. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them fell to his death. And okay. a lot of people, you know, said that he still walks the halls. Um, we went up to the, the 14th floor, the 15th floor, and we actually do have some audio of a guy's voice, whether it's his, don't know. Um, if there's I mean, they're not like class A. They're, you know, kind of faint. Right. Uh, and we were the only ones in the building. You know, why I take that back? Besides the security guard. Um, other than that, everything else was completely off to the public. Um, then on the third floor, they had like these uh, marble floors, and they're like. The balcony is made of brick, and you can just kind of like lean over the edge and look. Well, someone lost their balance and fell from the third story up, and uh, actually died. Um, she was a lady, um, and we do have a door that goes to that balcony when we were investigating, actually open and close, and we do have that on film, and that we were able to catch because we were, you know, filming at the time, and then it was right behind the investigator, the door opens and slams shut. And, I mean, we checked. I mean, they're heavy doors. I, I mean, that I can't explain for how it opened. I mean, in, even in the video, you can see us trying to open and recreate it. And it's, so, I mean, I struggled to even open the door, to be honest. Right. Heavy doors. So... Um, you know, Nate, before we go on with other uh, haunted locations, we have a couple of questions from chat. And... Um, the first question is, you being a former skeptic, how has your personal philosophy shifted since your experiences began? Um, I, I mean, I've, I've had experiences when I was growing up, but I was more, you know, I was kind of borderline. I guess I had an open mind, but mm-hmm. I was doing all the investigations and experiences and, you know, living in my home. I, oh, I believe 100% there's something else out there, and that's what every paranormal team is trying to do is basically get that golden proof to say, hey, this is what it is, this is who they are, you know, that perfect audio, that perfect figure on film, and to bring, you know, basically to bring everybody a step closer to the to understanding, you know, who they are, why are they there, how did they get there. Sure. You know, that's what, so yeah, I, I definitely believe 100%, that's, that's for sure. Right. Um, and the uh, second question it actually comes from a colleague of mine. Uh, 
Um, Nancy is a she's a psychic medium. I work with her quite a bit on many cases. And uh, her question is, um, does that mean that you have never had a medium come to talk to the spirit in your home? I no, to be honest, I've never had um, I've never had any medium or anybody come in and and talk. Um, I would be interested in it, to be honest, because I'd like to see what you know, see what they say, and you know, mm-hmm. see see how that all works. Um, like I said, I've never really worked with anybody uh, uh, that has those capabilities, and I think it would be, I think it would be interesting. Sure. Now you talk about having that, um, you know, getting that golden piece of evidence. Um, you know what? I, there are literally thousands of pictures and thousands of voice recordings and thousands of videos that shows something that is anomalous and something that cannot be so easily explained and yet people find a way to explain it away what do you think is going to take uh for these um they call themselves skeptics i don't call themselves skeptics i call them deniers or cynics what do you think it's going to take for them to finally say oh you know hey yeah there's something else after all of this life is over what what do you think it's going to take well, I mean, for basically for any skeptic or any of them to ever change their mind, I mean, more or less they're going to have to go on an investigation or just start going to, you know, haunted buildings that are, you know, places that are reported haunted. Sure. And just see what they can experience for themselves. And I think that, you know, that's going to kind of give them the opportunity to experience it. And then for the... You know, for the, basically on the evidence side, I mean, there's tons of stuff out there that, you know, some of it, you know, there's apps that fake stuff, and unfortunately, right. that's what ruins it for the paranormal field. And, or, Doesn't that drive you nuts? And stuff. And, oh, yes, it does. I, yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> and, but, and that's, you know, because that's what always makes it hard, because then when you do go on an investigation, you have that crystal proof that, okay, here's a figure that I caught. What do you guys think? And then they're like, oh, well, I don't know. Well, that's when you start filming, you know, afterwards, after you got that, you go back to the same location, you know, and you're like, okay, well, look, I'm trying to disprove it. There's a figure here. Uh, you know, I'm this tall. I'm like 5'11". There's, you know, it's obviously taller than me. And, right. I mean, you can see me in the footage, but yet, it doesn't look the same. So how, do, I mean, what is it? You don't know. I mean, and then when you send, you know, and that's where a lot of the, you know, professional, uh, photo, you know, photo analysts and all them come in where they, you send stuff off to them and they can, if they don't, can't explain it. then I mean, that's, I think that's the big key to, you know, basically understanding, bringing it a step closer, but there's a lot, I mean, it's going to take a while for it to actually, for everybody to actually believe it, but I don't think everybody will ever actually. Will, yeah, everybody will I, ever. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, dude, there's always going to be someone out there that's going to be like, "Oh, that's that's fake," or you know. But and that's fine. They're they have the right to to their to that, and but that's why I always invite them all along on an investigation because yeah. like, come on. Oh, I love that yourself. you do that. That's yeah, fantastic. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. 
because you know my team has a saying that that there's two kinds of people in this world there there are people who have had paranormal experiences and those who have yet to have paranormal experiences yeah i agree i mean and then that's where like i said it's like you know if they come along or if they open yeah. their mind a little bit then you never know what might happen yeah definitely so yeah. here's what we need to do we need to go to break um, and when we come back, I know you have some EVPs that we're going to listen to. And Rick and I love EVPs, so we're looking forward to that. So if you guys EVP stick around, uh, we're going to go to break, and we will be back in a few minutes. It's Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Hi, I'm Chuck G. Come join me on my new show called In the Dark Radio. From topics such as ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and more, this is a show you don't want to miss. So stay tuned right here on the Hazy Network from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, right after Paranormal Underground. And let's keep the radio rolling. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We're your hosts, Karen and Rick. Uh, for the first 45 minutes or so, we have been talking to Nate Raiderman of Tri-City Research and Investigation of the Paranormal. Uh, thank you so much, Nate, for sticking around for another segment. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been interesting. I have to apologize for my absenteeism. My child is on his way home now, so I should be less distracted. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get a lot of snow here in Washington State, so when we do, everybody panics. And plus, I live at the top of a big hill. So, And, you know, I got a kid with a new car. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, oh, Karen? (laughs) I'm sorry. Just a sec. I got to mute. So, Nate, from what I understand is is that you have um, some EVPs uh, yes. for us tonight. Uh, Karen and I are EVP junkies. We, you've already played one, and it's p- quite possibly one of the clearest EVPs that I've heard in a it's very quiet, long time. It's quiet, but it's very clear. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I have guys. Yeah, I have a couple or a few for you. Well, I Rick, I think we need to not play the EVP game tonight because my ears are still plugged from the illness. But probably not. See, Nate, uh, Karen, and I, we uh, we have this competition that we've been we're, doing. We're both hideously competitive individuals, apparently. Yeah, especially when it comes to EVPs. We've been on the air now <laughs> for about well, almost four years, and uh, she's she's got me beat so far. But I think it's because she's got the mom ears. I do have mom ears, and plus, I'm the one who who does the EVPs with our team too. So I'm right. good at listening to EVPs. So um, Cheryl, you got those EVPs. So I'm going to okay. let you. And I still don't want to know what they say ahead of time, but we're not doing okay. it as no. a game tonight. Okay. Well, I will not tell you what the EVP says ahead of time. What I'll no, do but is I'll can set it up. Okay, okay. Well, this particular, and all of these can be found at tripparanormal.com on their EVP page. Um, I'll just say what um, Nate or another investigator on his team says, and then we'll not tell you what the response is, and we'll play it, and then you can see if you hear it, and then, you know, Nate can fill you in on what, what he thinks was captured. Okay. All righty. Okay, so here's the first one. No, or no. Uh, no. <laughs> so it's either yes. no or go. It was Is no, that right? and that was yes. Yeah, it was no. Um, and we were actually at a a museum in Columbus, Nebraska, and we were asking, you know, just asking questions like, "Can you show yourself?" And then, you know, of course, we didn't hear anything, and that's what we got. Okay. You want to play that one, play one, one more again? one one more time? Okay, here we go for our listening audience. It is. See, see now, I, I definitely hear the word no. Obviously, this is this was not a spirit that really wanted to uh, to let himself be known. Did you guys ever figure out who this who this person was? Um, unfortunately, no, we weren't able to figure out you know or put a name to the voice. Um, 
So that's, I mean, we've been back there several times, and um, the last few times that we've been back there, we've got nothing. So okay. I don't know if they just don't want to talk or interact with us, but... Quite possibly. I mean, that night, I mean, like that night, we had, you know, a lot of activity, you know, things were getting moved, um, footsteps. We even had um, a camera. We asked it to move something, and the camera moved and fell off the shelf. And so, I mean, there's, and, you know, of course, we didn't know we had that until then. Sure. So we went to the right. audio, but... Museums are great places to investigate because they inevitably seem to have a lot going on because of the sheer number of artifacts there. Yeah, See, yeah. Now, I mean, they can attach themselves to, to anything, so that's the yeah. all that history and right. stuff would be was great. Yeah, one of my team's favorite places is a museum, and it, it's always, always got stuff going on. Always. So, cool. Okay, so next great. one. Okay, this one I think is also in the Platte County Museum, and it's an EVP of a woman. I won't tell you what she's saying, so you can try and see if you can hear it. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get some voices. Well, let's just ask. Hmm. Did you hear anything? I I heard something. It's yeah, towards, it's towards the very end. Right after you hear the last investigator talk. Um, you know what? Can we hear it again, Cheryl? Because yeah. it's it's not very clear. But you know, maybe hearing it another time or two. Yeah, like like Nate said, listen for it at the very end. A w- very whispery voice. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get some. Voices. Well, let's just ask. Not now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Not it's right now. After, like it. It's right after uh, the investigator says, "Well, it's just a half get." It's. Uh, I guess you want me just to tell you what it says and see what well, you. Well, I, I hear it. No, actually, I missed the first time it was played because my son called me. So <laughs> one more time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. This one more time. Here we go. Oh, maybe we'll get some voices. Well, let's just ask. I hear after let's just ask, I hear something like either not now, slow down, or sit down. Is that where it is? It's at the end there, yeah. It's right after, it's right after um, let's just ask it. Yeah. And it, it's the, it says I am. Oh, what, I am. I, yeah, I kind of, on there it sounds like it's, hard to hear but i know it's pretty clear um like on the website and stuff but no i hear it quite clearly and i hear that it's a woman's voice and i hear the two syllables i just didn't pick up what it said and i mean for it being you know basically right where it's pretty close to the recorder too and it was just me and another guy investigator in that room and there was i mean we didn't even acknowledge that we heard that yeah. So I don't know where that where that voice came from, but have you guys tried I mean, the live listening um, where you have something like an H four and you have the headphones in, so you could actually listen to what the recorder's picking up at the same time that you're investigating? Uh, we've tried that, um, but the one we used uh, is basically kind of wherever you're facing the microphone, 
Um, mm -hmm. Basically, that's the only area it covers. So, okay. it unfortunately, it wouldn't cover the whole room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do we have more? Yeah, we have a couple more. Yeah. This Sweet. one, um, I'm just going to go ahead and play it. It's, it's a quick one. Here we go. Oh, definitely hear that. It sounds like a woman saying yes in the light. Good job. Yep, that's exactly, that's exactly. And that oh. actually, that was channel, that was News 5. It was a news station out of Hastings uh, where I live. And we went there to, you know, they were talking to a story and then they're like, well, here, investigate here because they've had some claims. And uh, we were just even, you know, they had their whole film crew or, TV crew there, and you know, it's it, none of them because that's the first thing we thought. You know, well, did one of them say something? And you know, we asked all the voices, and none of them matched up. And it was very we didn't clear at the time, yeah. So, which is really weird because we didn't even hear it at the time, too. So, so when we went back to review the audio and then to go back on the news and talk about if we found anything, um. That we ended up catching that, and that was like the only piece of evidence we got from from News Five. Can we can we hear it again? I mean, it's just yeah. it's such an incredibly it's awesome a good EP. One. Yeah, here we go. I don't think so. Oof. Wow. Oh, yes, you're in the light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a yes there. Um, it's an answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, and I mean, you could hear us, you know, like kind of whispering and. Yeah. talking and then it was like that was just like seemed like it was louder and over us and it's like you know we didn't even know it can i ask a question were, were there any females no no questions <laughs> <laughs> were there any female investigators there was, right there there was and uh that's where we compared the voice to see you know maybe she said something oh yeah, yeah. It, okay it, yeah. it wasn't her gotcha Okay, it cool. it just seems like such an incredibly odd thing to say. I mean, that's that's one of the favorite yeah, things well, to see, use we to explain up the laser stuff. grid at the time, and okay. then we all we were setting up the laser grid, and we thought we'd seen something go through the light and block it. And mm -hmm. then I was like, "I'm not in the way, was I?" And then that's when you know we heard that on audio, and it's like, "Wait a second, whose voice is that?" Uh, and so that so, was a direct response again. So yeah, I, I should have wanted the more detail about it. I guess that was my my fault. I should have said, "Yeah, we were sitting on the laser grid." And oh, it's quite all right. That way, we will that way you guys would have. Okay, just this one time. <laughs> this though. time, this, maybe. This, this once, but if if you screw up another EVP, man, you're out of here. <laughs> okay, so we have another. Yeah, I picked out one more from the website. And by the way, there's many more here on on uh, tripparanormal.com as well as some some really intriguing videos. So listeners should probably go there and take a look and Nate if you want me to play any specifics off the website um, just let me know if you want to keep going here but here's the last one I selected um, so here we go so that's like two it says mm -hmm. something it pauses and then it says more right Yes, and that one is awesome. Mm -hmm. Play that yes. one again. Okay. Yeah, right up here. 
I hear it say something like, are you okay? You're fine. But it's, well, it sounds like two separate voices. The first one sounds like a female voice and the second one sounds like a male voice. So tell us about it, that one. It, well, we were actually investigating the Friend Opera House in Friend, Nebraska, and we were packing up our equipment and we just let the recorder go the entire time which we always do, and actually that's the only time that we've ever caught anything while packing up equipment. And you, it, when you listen to it, it sounds like like an older lady's voice saying, you will pay, you will pay. Oh. And then the story I got to go with that is insane. And, yeah, they, they hired uh, contractors to come in and do, because they're, they're actually redoing the one side of the opera house you turn into like an art studio well mm-hmm. they have these big glass windows in front well we just investigated the night before well then they come in the next day they're you know running electricity and stuff and putting cables in and whatnot they hear a loud bang well their truck is right outside and they didn't see anybody and they went outside and the front of their hood had a huge dent in it because somebody hit it and mm-hmm. then they've also had um they would be downstairs and they'd have to, or there's basements that go down to where there's an old dirt floor and, or yeah, a dirt floor with old shoes. Cause one time there used to be an old shoe shop down there and they would, uh, get locked in the basement. The door would slam shut and actually be physically locked. And they would have to call somebody to let all these electricians out. Well, they actually quit the job that day and they've had other people come in and they've quit. And I mean, we've been back there and the activity we've got, is just insane from there. Cool. So do you have any EVPs on your website that you'd like Cheryl to play that you think would be really good examples? Um, I'm trying to, to be honest, I'm trying to think of what all I have on the, on the website. I have so many, so many EVPs. I have so, you know, some that are on the website yet that I need to, to add on there, but, um, I think, actually, I mean, just any of them, if she wanted to play them, any ones that she thinks that might be good or would want to listen to, I mean, that would be fine. Yeah, I'd actually, you get, you seem to get some really good EVPs. I have to apologize for the barking dog. The aforementioned child is now home. So, um, oh, anyway, I'd like to hear a few more of your EVPs because you seem to get really good ones. Cheryl, do you have any that you could easily pull up and play for us? Oh, I can, I can definitely play them I have them right here some of them do have um, some audio set up on them so we could just uh, the other ones I had set up at a specific point in the audio to skip that part but so just um, just know that there's going to be some extra audio at the front kind of um, some music or or that kind of thing this one um, it says uh, North Platte County Playhouse and some of these I I haven't listened to yet so we'll, we'll all be listening to them you know for the first time here. So let's see what this one says. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that you please give us some kind of sign. Yeah. 
So that was so a, was something hmm. dropped or was something thrown? Yeah, your... there, well, one of the well, that investigator, he's unfortunately not with us anymore, but he asked that, and then instantly after he asked that, something a rock got thrown at him out because he was sitting on the stage, and something got an actual rock got thrown at him. Where the rock came from, that we don't know. Um, we've you know searched the building. We always search the building before every investigation to make sure there's nothing on the floor. So if something, you know, ends up there, we know what it is. Um, we've also filmed everything with the lights on. So if something gets moved later on, we know, okay, well, did we move that? Did they move that? Sure. So. Yeah. But, sure, were yeah, there other ones? Oh, sorry, uh, Nate. Yeah, Nate, did you have any anything... Um more on that one we just listened to, or should I play the next one? Uh, you can play the next one if you want. Okay, um, here's the next. Uh, was someone um, carrying that in a pocket next to their heart? Okay, now remember, I said some of these have audio at the front setting, just as oh, a as a teaser. Sorry. So it was the EVP is actually at the end, and it's okay. pretty quiet. But if you listen real close, you can hear something at the end. So shut up is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, the, it's it's actually not words. It's a st- it's a type of sound that you're going to hear. Okay. So let let me play that again. There it was. Did you hear it? It's yeah. It sounded like oh. a bird squawking, or a door squeaking, or something. It's uh, it almost sounds like a whistle of some sort. And we were at the Strategic Air and Space Museum, I believe, and that's. No, wait. I'm trying to think. We had, no, that, I'm sorry. I'm getting them confused. That uh, we had a whoop. That was like whoop at the Air and Space Museum. That one, um, I believe that was. To be honest, I, I can't remember how it was at, to be honest. We've had so many. But it's a whistle of some okay. sort. I know that. Okay. What can we add? I'm sure. That's pretty, yeah. Okay. That's pretty bad of me to not know. It's, <laughs> nah, it's all right. Nah, it's I, all right. I, I don't see it labeled here, so, or I would, I would tell you what it says, but it just says uh, whistle. Okay, here we go. That is the Air and Space Museum, because it, that was shortly after that, where we had that whoop, because we were walking, because we even have, I have more audio that we, I haven't added to my website yet, and um, there's a guy's voice that talks over us, and then he even goes on to even say more about that he's healed, and um, he's basically ready to go and still fight, and... Uh, yeah, because they wouldn't play the other part on, on the on the news station, so that's why I had to put that the whistle on the website because the other one where he's, he's like, "I'm healed," he's like, "Let's kill Nazi," and he says it plain as day. And of course, the news station's not going to play that on on TV, but um, we would have played that's it. Where that was oh yeah, yeah. We we would have we would have had no no problems playing that. That sounds like a really clear good EVP. Okay, you got oh, another yeah. one, Cheryl? I'll, I'll upload it to the site so you guys will be able okay. to hear it. Yeah, cool. cool. Well, 
Nate, you were just talking about the WHOOP EVP, and I see that here. Um, the audio looks like it's about 27 seconds long. Can you tell us where to listen for this one? Um, I believe it, to be honest, I don't know where it's at in that 27 seconds. I just know we're talking, and then you hear, like, WHOOP, and we're, like, looking around. You know, we, we just keep talking. Like, you know, we didn't even acknowledge yeah. it. Be interested in so, hearing this one because I I yeah. happen to have a Whoop EVP of my own. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay, let's play it. What was that? I heard that. I was like. Whoop. It's right over here. It's over here in the corner. Hmm. So that was a disembodied voice. Can you play it one more time, Cheryl? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and sync it up maybe around here. What was that? I heard that. Yeah, it's very, very good. It's right over here. It's over here in the corner. Hmm. That's in an Air and Space Museum, too? Yeah, that's at the Strategic Air and Space Museum in Ashland, Nebraska. Interesting. Air and Space Museums. And like I say, museums tend to just have all sorts of haunted juju to them. So that's really cool that you have some, some good ones that you get to investigate. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to go in there. And like I said, we just, I haven't even went through the audio yet. I and mean, we were just in there here not long ago, like last weekend. So we mm-hmm. did three investigations. So I haven't had a chance to go through anything yet. So tell me what you f- feel like if Rick hasn't already asked this while I was in and out with my, you know, my, my child drama. Um, anyway, what do you feel is your best piece of evidence that you've captured? My best, um, I would have to say, which it's not on the site yet, unfortunately, and which I actually, that's what I will do next week. I will add it. It's a video. It's a video clip. And we were at the Arrow Hotel in Broken Bow, Nebraska, and we they shut down this three-story hotel for us. Um, we had opened, you know, went around every room, propped the doors open by deadbolts. And there was two, or sorry, three murders that took place in there. Um, two prostitutes, and then the guy killed himself. And um, we have an actual figure showing itself, you know, walking towards the camera. Our cam- the camera guy's holding, you know, filming, because we heard a noise, and he goes around the corner. through like an L-shaped corner, or L-shaped hall, and he goes around the corner, and he jumps back because there's a guy or a figure there, and he's walking towards them, and it fades away right in front of the camera. Oh, cool. It's right in front of the camera. And it's, yeah, that is the best piece of evidence we've caught. And that's a recent one. That Well, that's actually about a year old. Yeah, so within a year's time. But it's not on your website yet, but you're putting it up. I'm going to put it up on the website. Several people have been asking to see it, and we've had it, you know, we just kind of been keeping it quiet and keeping it low, you know, because we didn't know if, like, a network wanted it or was going to use it or not. But 
I'm going to just put it on the website because so many people have been asking, you know, to see it. So I'll just put it out there so everybody can see it. Now, Nate, I'm interested to know, uh, before you guys do an investigation, do you do a a historical background check on the place? I mean, an aerospace museum sounds like a rather, um, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of a strange place to be haunted. Um, Is this something that... No, I think that, no, definitely not. I, well, I disagree. <laughs> well, no, you're. I'm, I'm not. I'm not done with my question yet. Sorry. Um, no, that's okay. What I'm just saying is, it's like, do you think that this is that this is something that could be associated with something that has been put there, or is it part of the land? Or how how old is the how old is the building? Uh, the building is not very old, but they mm-hmm. did have an old museum that you know they tore that down, but they transferred you know obviously all their planes and the NASA space shuttles and all that stuff, and uh, that when they built it in the land that it's on now, they actually, when they were digging it, they were coming across uh, bodies of okay. Native Americans, mm-hmm. and so they were they ended up moving those bodies. Well, then there's also been a couple deaths at the place. Um, a couple people have killed themselves. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff right there um but you know going into the investigation do we do research before no we usually just kind of go off of what the owners tell us and kind of go with an open mind and then afterwards do the research so that way we don't know a lot of stuff and just going off the history we just kind of go off what the owners are telling us and go from there okay well, yeah, a lot of people, uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, people will do that. Um, personally, me, I want to know what I'm walking into because if I'm gonna, if I'm com- coming up against something that could be, um, you know, like a negative human spirit, then it's, you know, definitely something I think that you would want to know. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's where the owners will say, okay, well, I think it's something bad here, and I mean, we've had that happen, like, you know, a couple times, and they'll say, well you know, we're getting scratched, you know, things are getting thrown. Um, mm. We think it's, you know, there's like weird sounds of like grunting and all this. I mean, then that's where you're thinking, okay, well, something demonic. It's like, well, then we'll start, you know, that's when on those types of cases from the reports of the homeowners, those is when we'll kind of look into it a little bit more and see, you know, what's, what really went on there. Sure. But yeah. every, all the other ones, it's all, we just kind of go in with an open mind and, and then do the research after. Best way to do it, definitely. So um, I want to ask you a little bit about about filming my ghost story. You know, just some some kind of behind the scenes stuff. First of all, do you did you sign a non disclosure for behind the scenes stuff? Um, no, everything's good to go, so I okay. can talk about it. As long as right. the episode aired, so we're good. All right. Wanted to make sure there wasn't an NDA in place before I started asking questions. So they they clearly came to Nebraska and they filmed at your house. Yep. First, well, first they flew us out to Los Angeles and we told our story actually on set in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. um, then after that, which that only took I don't know a couple hours, we had to go through makeup and hair and all that fun stuff. And then sure. then after that, you know. A couple hours later, you were done, and then you you were basically there for a couple days to do whatever you wanted, and then they came out to Nebraska, and then we filmed for about 15 hours. 
So they came out to Nebraska and they did B-roll and you guys doing reenacting stuff then? Yeah, because we, when we went out to Los Angeles, you know, they had all of our evidence and everything ahead of time and all of our video clips. And then, you know, we told our story. Well, then we had to, yeah, basically reenact it and go along with our clips. Got it. So it's always amazing to me. I know I did um, an episode of Mysteries at the Museum here in Seattle, and we filmed for probably 14 hours for eight minutes of television. It was just crazy. (laughs) The amount of of film that goes, what's that? Oh, I said it it does. It takes a long time. And I mean, you might do the same thing over and over, you know, for like 30 minutes and it's only like a two second clip and right and it's they really, want every really it's really really boring <laughs> yeah, so it you is, guys are making me not want to do this stuff <laughs> it, to be honest it, it, it's actually kind of boring because you know you might run through your scene and then they're like okay well i didn't get quite a good enough angle so let's do it again or then yeah. you didn't mm. do it exactly the same and they're like well let's do it four more times and we want to get the lighting just right. So let's stand here and light you for 20 minutes. I understand why famous people in movies and stuff have stand-ins. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot of work. That's for sure. It is. It is. So do you, um, when did that air? Uh, that aired back in September. So do you get a lot of people still coming up to you and saying, hey, I saw you on TV. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, in Nebraska. You know, of course, all of Nebraska put it all over their media. I think I was on, I think one day alone I had like 25 different news stations I had to go on. And so I was literally going from one to the next and then radio shows. And, yeah, but people everywhere I go, they're like, oh, I've seen you on TV or can I take a photo real quick or something. It's kind of, it's fun. (laughs) Not used to it. But I like it. I'm not going to lie, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so now it's out there. If you guys decide to sell the house, you almost have to... Di- dis- it's Now that it's out there, if you guys decide to sell the house, you almost have to disclose. I, I Because it's been on television, wouldn't you say? I mean, I think you would anyway, but... Yeah, well, yeah, you would have to. I, actually, I think with, we have so many people that call and email asking to tour or even just go, on, you know, if they can buy a ticket to... Yeah. investigation I mean I'm almost tempted to just move and buy, you know basically get another house and turn that one into nothing but like a, a tourist type thing if, if people want to come through and investigate it they can or, you know take a tour through it they can or whatever and see if they witness something and but yeah mm-hmm. so are there are there many paranormal teams in your area or are you guys kind of it um there's a few other teams but I don't think they're as well known. Um, I know there's a lot that have just kind of started up since, you know, like our deal aired on TV or whatever. But um, I think that's probably why, just because they're not, you know, quite well known. But Sure. Well, I just wondered, so have you had paranormal teams get in touch with you and say, hey, can we investigate your house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had people from Florida call. I've had people from, like, Rhode Island and, all over the world, even people from uh, inter- a couple teams from uh, being overseas, international, uh, asked if they could, you know, come to the states and go through it. 
Wow, that's crazy. I think our episode just started airing internationally now, so within the last like three weeks. So I know some, some people on Facebook were like, oh, i just seen your episode in Canada, and it's like, oh, I was like, really? I was like, it aired in September. They're like, oh, it just aired here for the first time, so... Well, and, you know, these these cable channels, what they do is they play the same shows over and over again, and they do marathons. So, seriously, I did my I did my mysteries at the museum, like, four years ago. And I still have people coming, I just saw you on TV. It's like, okay, then. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, uh, and it's, I a, have it's that a fun experience, too. It's a fun experience, because, you, know, you know, at least they've seen you, you know, and they're like, you just like it. It's 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 definitely unusual. It, it, you know, everybody has. I I think that it wasn't it Andy Warhol who says everybody has their fifteen minutes. So Rick, yours will be there. You'll get it. Well, you know what? It was when I was on Oprah Winfrey back in the early nineties. So oh, I that's right. You were on Oprah Winfrey. I forgot I was about on you. Oprah Winfrey had for like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, you already had uh, yours. Uh, you might know uh, one of the producers I'm I'm working with. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of his last name, Evan. Um, that's that. That's that's pretty bad. I should know his last name. <laughs> um, he wasn't on Evan. Oprah Winfrey as a guest. He was on Oprah Winfrey no, as was... a kid in the audience who stood up and asked a question. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the was... producers I'm working with used to produce like Oprah, and he does a lot of Discovery and Amy, sci-fi, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. No, so I'm no, I'm a relatively normal person, so I'm the person asking the question, not being asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> so so you have a TV project in the works, even though you did, you know, that eight-minute segment of television and know how boring it is, huh? Oh, yeah, I have that. Yeah, I have that in works. I even have a few other things uh, in works um, separate from Paranormal, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, a few movies. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it just kind of took off from there. I've been getting all these calls, and which I don't know how that all works. Um uh, so I'll, I'll You've go been with discovered. It. I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> I like it. So, oh, so yeah, great. I I really want the TV show with doing the paranormal though. That's my number one priority. That's what I want to do. So, well, good luck with that. Though. I hope that it works out for you. Yeah. Well, thank you. So um, Cheryl wants to know what movies. Um, well, there's one that I don't know the title yet, but there's a, a director out of Hollywood um, or Los Angeles. Um, he is putting together a medieval time movie, and I would play basically a cast member or, well, a member of the, some soldier in there. And I think I have lines here and there throughout the whole movie. So it's not, I mean, it, they said it will go to the big screen. I mean, it has a budget of all like a, Two million, I think, to to make it. Mm. What you were saying, okay. but I I don't know. It's just possibly in the works, so we'll see what happens. Wow! Well, look at you. You got all yeah. sorts of stuff coming up. And what what's coming up for your team? Uh well, we have an investigation um, Sunday night. Uh, we're investigating uh, a local. Um, well, it's in Omaha, Nebraska, and we're investigating a bar. So. With a lot of activity, um, several employees have quit due to the figure um, stuff getting thrown. Um, figures being, you know, a person, a guy being seen. Uh, there was a guy killed there. Um, so, then several, you know, guests have 
I go in there, it's like a bar slash restaurant, and they've also seen, you know, they'll be eating dinner and they'll get up and leave because they'll think somebody's, they see a figure and they're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> and uh. then they leave. So that's, that's the way it's coming up for, for that. And then, I mean, we have, after that, pretty much every weekend we have an investigation. I know we have like 52 of them scheduled, so we're... Wow, you've got all sorts of stuff coming keep going. up. So oh, good yeah. week. It's amazing. So, yeah, um, so we have come to Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. This is where you can tell people anything you want them to know about you, where they can go to find your team, where they can go to find you, all of that stuff. Um, they can go to our website, which is tripparanormal.com. Um, if they want, they can, on our website, they can all the tabs right on the homepage, email, Facebook, Twitter, everything's right there. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, Nate, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I wish you luck in all of your projects and good luck with the team. It sounds like you guys are doing some good things. Oh, thank you. And also, I really appreciate it. And also, if, uh, as I say, for, for you guys letting me come on your show, if the TV deal does go through, I'll be sure to, to bring you guys on as some special guests for investigators. Fabulous. So, thank, thank you, you so much. That would be nice. Thank you. All right. Sounds good to me. Nate, thank you so much. I hope that you'll come back again when you've got some projects in the works to tell us about. Oh, I'd love to. Very good. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, All right guys. Uh-huh. Have a good night. All right, there night, he goes, Nate. guys. Nate from Trip Paranormal. Um, you can actually go to their website, and you can catch his episode of My Ghost Story on the website. Um, I watched it this afternoon. It's interesting. It's fun to watch. Um, he's got an adorable kid. So, you know, go check it out. Oh, sorry. Somebody's oh. talking to me in spite. What are you guys doing? Oh. You guys are sending all little faces in spice in Skype, aren't you? <laughs> <sighs> You're distracting me. I'm I just discovered them. <laughs> oh, Lord. Great, Rick. All right. So, Cheryl. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? So, <laughs> we, had, we had, you know, a couple of um, weeks where things sort of got all cattywampus and things. But we are... Yeah. Back on track. Back in action. I love it. Back so in the saddle we, again. Do, do we have some guests coming up that we can discuss? We do. I'm not sure if what's going to go on next week. We um, actually, I'm hoping that we can have our pre-recorded interview with Walter Simku of the research, excuse me, of the reincarnation research. And I can't even talk today. Re. He's a reincarnation researcher and expert of yes. the Institute for the Integration of Science, Intuition, and Spirit. And well, hopefully, yeah. I, I canceled on him in the last minute. We had it scheduled to pre-record, and I got really sick. Yeah. Well, I've I've invited him to reschedule before um, Thursday because he he's okay. not available to do it live due to his work schedule. Okay. But um, hopefully, we can get that in time for next week's show. If not, we may have another one of our uh, infamous roundtables. It'll be a surprise show. <laughs> yes, I love. It'll be a surprise show. But if we have a roundtable, we can make Chuck do it. We can maybe Hell like yeah. talk Elaine into coming on. Oh, Elaine. Love the roundtables. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. but you know what? Another thing we haven't done in a long time, we and we did a couple of them. You know, we first started what, what the EV, it's the special EVP shows. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Those were a lot of fun, too. That's true. We would have to oh. gather some up. We might be yep. able to. Let's see what yeah. we can do. Yeah, and then, um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next week. Could be exciting stuff going on. February 20th, we have Dave Considine. He's been a guest before, but I believe it's been several years. He is the founder and director of Phantasm Psychic Research. I believe he's also a demonologist or um, perhaps just researches that area of the field quite, quite a bit. Well, actually, he is certified by the Roman Catholic Church as a lay demonologist. Wow. That is probably not very common. No, it's not. Yeah. So that's going to be another great interview. That's going to be scary. mm, Well, scary. (laughs) Yeah. February 27th, we have Jill Marie Morris back on, and she Hmm. has been on several times. Yeah, she's a good friend to the show and the magazine. She's author of 207. And she had a new book come out, which is kind of a prequel slash sequel to 207. Saints, Sinners, and Sacred Ground. Thank you. Yes, Saints, mm-hmm. Saints, Sinners, and Sacred Ground. And I've just started reading it, and I'm, I'm really getting into it. It really gives some good background on why what happened in her first book, um, which is subtitled A Personal Account of Love, Paranormal Phenomenon, and demonic possession, why that may have happened in that area, which is just uh, home to a plethora of pretty bad activity. And right. then, um, yeah. so, and then it goes on from there. <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to finishing the book before we speak to her. So that wraps yeah. up, yeah, that wraps up February. And I'm currently booking some, some other exciting guests right now. So cool stuff. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> and of course, Paranormal Underground Magazine is available on Apple News Stand, right? It is. Yeah, our January issue's up. We're working on getting the February issue up, hopefully here soon in the next few days to a week. Uh, it will be released on the on the website, a PDF version, this weekend ahead of the Apple News Stand version. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about Apple News Stand version is it's interactive. There's videos and audio and links um, so you that see what we look in here, cool. and we see what we look like in the end, yeah. how we sound. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. That's what I'm trying to say. Lucky you, <laughs> <laughs> lucky you. And that issue, uh, well, the February issue has some really darn cool subjects going on there. And since mm-hmm. we have a few minutes, I'll tell you about them. <laughs> um, we have the Cash Town Inn, written by uh, Rick Hale. You might have heard, heard of, of him. him. Yeah, I don't have no idea what that guy is. He's a douche, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hey, Rick, why don't you talk about the Cash Town Inn? Because it's really a fascinating story. Well, the Cash Town Inn um, was a. It's it's a. It's actually it's not in Gettysburg. It's just outside of Gettysburg, and it was used, I believe, as a hospital by the um, by the Confederacy during. Uh, get during the during during the Battle of Gettysburg, and they have just a plethora of activity that happens there. I mean, people who stay there will regularly hear um, footsteps. It sounds like you know the the heavy soled boots that they would have wore back then, and they hear the sounds of battle and they hear the sounds of marching. And people have seen full bodied apparitions. Uh, it's if 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 I were to go to a famous haunted place. I would go there, only because it's Gettysburg. 
you know, and it's yeah. sure. a fascinating place. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the the stuff that goes on in and around Gettysburg, it, I mean, to me, it sounds like one of the most active, paranormally, paranormally active places around the U.S. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It, 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 my, my great, great, great grandfather, and well, my grandfather's grandfather, so what would that make him, my great, great? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Don't make me do math. He was there at mm-hmm. uh, my, and so there, there was a, my great, great, or great, great, great grandfather was at the Battle of Gettysburg. Fought on the losing side, but there nonetheless. That's all right. Okay. Um, we had, Chad wrote an article that. Never heard of him. That, yeah, Chad, no, Chad Wilson, our infamous publisher, um, he wrote an article for Are We Alone? It's called The Connection Between UFOs and Paranormal Activity. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff, and um, it, you, some people call it high strangeness, and that's when um, both paranormal activities, such as you know apparitions, any type of uh, haunting type activity, is coupled with say UFO activity or cryptid activity, and so he 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 covers a couple of infamous cases on that topic, which. It's one of my favorite topics, UFOs and high strangeness and all that kind of stuff. So check that out. I know you like that stuff. I like it. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Okay, I got excited. Um, Rick, you actually have two articles. Your second article Mm -hmm. is... Wow, you overachiever, you. Seriously? I'm I'm teacher's pet. (laughs) You are. It kind of makes me hate you a little. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's for the cryptids and mythological creatures (laughs) section. It's called Mm -hmm. The American Leprechaun and His Kin. And Rick, you have, I, I think you've told it on the show before, but you have a story in there about your grandpa that I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's my grandfather. He, um, on my mom's side of the family, they are second, third generation Irish immigrants. And when my grandfather was a little boy, he was, they had, his parents had, had come from Ireland. He was born here, but his his mother was pregnant. He, he was almost born on the boat coming over to Ireland, but he was born or coming to America, but he was born here. And they lived just outside of Cincinnati. And one day he's out and he's fishing and he comes across the leprechaun. Now, he told this story all the time. Nobody really believed it, but man, was he adamant about this story. And he would get very animated telling it and um he caught the leprechaun and the leprechaun tricked him into getting away of course you know if you catch a leprechaun you're gonna get his pot of gold but the leprechaun tricked him stole my grandfather's clothes when my grandfather got home he met his mom she was at the door and she says and it's funny too when you hear like my grandfather when he would you know he would slip into this irish accent every now and then especially after he'd been drinking and, um, you know, she she said to him, you know, William Mulligan Vice, I've told you a thousand times before not to deal with the little people. <laughs> so, I mean, it's obviously he's had a problem with leprechauns in the past. So <laughs> he, he, he knew better but chose not to do it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's a funny story. And it's, Fun story. You know, I believed it. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely yeah. believed it because I'm like, you know, why the hell not? I already believe in a bunch of weird stuff already as it is. So, yeah, why not leprechaun stealing my grandfather's clothes? Why not? There you go. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to put Karen on the spot. And we have an article from Karen. 
Um, we do. It's, we do. We, you actually did an article for the top 10, the paranormal top 10 list. Top 10 oh, ways to improve your mood right now. And I know it's not technically a paranormal topic, but no, it is. we actually like to cover, you know, the kind of spiritual self-help side these days in Paranormal Underground. So why don't you talk about that article? Well, I don't remember it because I wrote it so long ago, <laughs> but I will tell you okay. why it's a paranormal article. All right, cool. Um, I believe that when you investigate, you need to be in a good frame of mind. I I don't think that you, I I think that you attract what you put out. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when you're investigating, I truly believe you need to, to go in, in a, in a good mood, not in a bad mood. Plus, you know, it's just better to be in a good mood. And, um, so I happen to be blessed in that I am one of those disgustingly happy people. My family hates me um, <laughs> because I'm just happy all the time. And so I do remember actually writing that. And um, I, I don't remember all of the little tricks and tips that I gave. But, um, you know, I'd rather be happy than sad. And I hope that you would, too. Heck, yeah. Indeed. Heck, Yes. Yeah, and you know there some, you and it is, and it is spiritual as well. Yes, I mean, is. you know, I, I tend to, I tend to approach paranormal as a very spiritual person, um, from a very spiritual sense, and so, to me, it, it all goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of the things you you list here in the top ten, it, they're so simple, yet we just don't take the time to do them. You know, like uh, seek beauty. I mean, how beautiful is, you know, the park or the mountains or the beach or whatever? And I, I, would, I, I would even go more simple than that. Mm-hmm. How beautiful is the slant of sunlight that comes through your window? How beautiful is the feel of soap bubbles on your hand when you do the dishes? Aww, that's why how you wrote it. How beautiful does it feel when you're in a shower? And, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. And we just, it's, it's because of, of the, the stresses of daily life. I feel like we mm. get lost in those and we don't really see the beauty and even like you said, the most basic of circumstance. Yeah, so. exactly. And yeah. it's just so easy to get up caught up in all of the drama and forget all of the things that we have that are really, you know, like at night when I go to bed. I go to bed every night happy and it's it's silly and you guys are going to laugh at me, but the reason that I I when I'm drift off to sleep I'm happy is because my little dog crawls under the covers and curls up against my back it makes me happy yeah mm. that's awesome I love that yeah I'm pretty easy to please <laughs> <laughs> well let's talk about something that will probably surprise our listeners and that is someone who we have featured in this issue and it's 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 actually a parachat, which is um, a pretty new column that we've been doing this year. Actually, started it maybe last year, but um, it's called Parachat, and it's not your typical questions. It's kind of um, outside of the box questions, you know, like who they want to have a dinner party with and this and that. But we sure. do feature James Randy in our February issue in the Parachat. Yeah, I've wanted to have an interview with him for a long mm-hmm. time. Not well, so he, amazing, Randy. He did that one. He did he did an interview with Paul Green, one of our writers from the oh, UK. Fantastic. The psychic biker. Yeah. And um it was interesting and I hope our readers check it out. And it's not it I didn't will. surprise me, um, uh, based on what I know of him and his viewpoints about the paranormal and, and stuff like that. But I think it does give a good insight on where he's coming from. 
But, you know, that's just it. Paranormal (laughs) isn't just the people who believe paranormal. The other is the flip side is that they're the, the... the diehard cynics the mm-hmm. and i would i would consider james randy a cynic i don't dislike uh, you know i i believe in his right to believe what he believes or not believe sure. what he believes you know oh, yeah. and so i find his yeah. his mindset just as fascinating as mine i might find it even more so mm-hmm. yeah well one more story i want to talk about before we sign off unless we have time for more but we're getting short on time is a story by chuck our friend chuck gotsky and he wrote about black-eyed kids yeah who's that guy um in fact it's it's our on our cover i have found a very freaky photo that that i got permission to use on a cover i just i just keep staring at it it freaks me out um but it's it's an intriguing topic that really i only found out about a couple years ago Mm -hmm. um and it's a relatively new urban legend yeah, it is relatively new, and Chuck does cover where it came where where it came from in his story, and it was actually hard for him to track down. But yeah. he did come up with some information, and he talks about what exactly are black-eyed kids, as far as theories, because no one really knows: are they vampires? Sure. Are they demons? Are they what are they? Um, and it's such an intri- intriguing topic that it just blows my mind. <laughs> so, it is. It's a, a, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating topic. Good. I'm glad that he covered that. Uh, so what else? We've what else? What else? Time Do we have time? More. Okay. Let me look at a good one. Um, I want to say that we should talk about the art of rebalancing your psychic energy. And that has to do with psychic attacks and curses. And it's our Inside the Psychic Mind column. This month it's by Jackie Chin. And it's, it's interesting because... In a way, it kind of goes along with your article, Karen, in a very roundabout way. <laughs> but um, it has to do with how to protect, your, protect yourself, how, what types of, you know, what frames of mind can help you um, with your energy and, and actually pr- not only that, but protecting yourself from others' negative energy. Not, it may not even yeah. be intentional. It could be unintentional negative no, energy. No, 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 Walmart. So, there you go. Good example. Go to Walmart yeah. if you have any little bit of susceptibility to energy from other people the second yeah. you walk through that front door at walmart you will feel it mm-hmm. yeah i can't so go I think, to walmart yeah i, I wouldn't think anyway but i can't the energy I can't go to walmart not for that but yeah I well think, that's what i mean i wouldn't anyway but <laughs> yeah well the energy, the energy around us is. affects us deeply i'm a true believer in that and yeah. I think it's really good to know how to make that energy more positive. Yes. And, and, I agree. and that leads to, to better things. I so. agree. Anything that you yes. can do to lift your spirit and lift your state of mind and being, because again, what you put out, you attract. Yeah, totally. And I think that if I could teach people anything, that's the most important thing. So if you put out negativity, you're going to attract negativity mm-hmm. negativity back. Now, Big sometimes time. things just happen, okay? So, you know, say you put out really good, lots of positivity and somebody dents your car. You know, you probably didn't attract that, but you still can be positive. You can use that as a as a jumping off point for, for other positive things. Hey, I get to get my car painted. The bright side of life. No, um, ask Cheryl. Cheryl yeah. emailed me something that was going on, and I, I can't even remember. And she was crabby, and I was like, "You're gonna think I'm crazy, but blah blah blah." Yeah, you're <laughs> like, maybe this is why that's happening, and it was like a totally positive spin. 
like, yeah, well, I drive yeah. my family crazy. Like I say, they, they all think I'm nuts, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, also, real quick, because I just forgot that this was even in the issue when I was looking at the table of contents. We all know Bishop James Long. He's a writer for us. He's He's been on shows like Ghost Adventures, doing blessings and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. He wrote in this issue about his experience with Mothman, and it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a good issue. It so is. you guys watch for that. You mm-hmm. can get it on the website in a few days or um, shortly after that on Apple Newsstand. And Yay. totally worth it. Thank you. It's the best paranormal magazine going, folks. We may not have as big of a name as, you know, the Taps Paramag or something. But uh, I'll tell you what, have you read the reviews for Taps Paramag? No. Yikes. No, but we get lots of good feedback for Paranormal Underground. And, you know, got a great staff of writers, and, mm-hmm. you know, and Cheryl and Chad do a good job of gathering people up every year. So, Thank with you. that being said, guess what? It's time to go. I made it through the show. Yay! Yay, good job. I was a little distracted, and I had to mute a lot, but well, we made it. Well, I'm glad T- Tanner made it home. That's good. Yeah, his car's parked down at the bottom of the hill. He made it home. His car didn't. Oh. But it's okay. Okay. He's here. He, we can put he, Jim will come home tomorrow and put chains on the car and drive it up the hill. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, come back next week. It'll be a mystery show, but you know <laughs> it'll be exciting. Whatever it is, six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern. Other times in the flyover states. Stick around to listen to Chuck Gotsky in the Dark Radio. He is going to in the Dark Paranormal Radio. Anyway, he's going to be talking to Rob Demarest, somebody who we've tried forever to get on our show, but apparently we're not good enough. So, yay, Chuck! (laughs) You go, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So stick around for that. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. Good night. Like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio? Email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at ParanormalUnderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. <laughs>